This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's Steve Sparky. Five for 55 past the hour here on 1250 AM. The Fan Time for a Milwaukee Sports Timeout with our guy Crunchy. And he is the sports director over at CBS 58, Kevin Holden. We'll start off first talking about the Green Bay Packers. We'll work our way towards uh, the Wisconsin Badgers as well. A lot of people blaming Joe Barry. A lot of people blaming Aaron Rodgers. Some blaming Matt LaFleur for this loss to the Giants. Who do you blame for this fiasco, Kevin Holden? I mean, I, I think the blame has to start with uh, play, play calls and lack of execution at the end of the game. And I, I don't know if this is just residual from Brewer Sparky, but I'm becoming mad at analytics. And, and part of the problem is I've watched analytics do bad things to the Brewers as much as they did good things to the Brewers, not saying analytics has to be thrown out, but I, I am still, and maybe it's an age thing, but I still don't understand throwing third and two, throwing fourth and two when your philosophy is about the run game. When in the days when, when there wasn't anybody in the backfield and Rodgers was thrown it a million times a game, sure, third and two, fourth and two, you do that thing. But you know every time the offense has the ball, Rodgers is throwing to mostly either young, inexperienced, uh, over the hill, or, or maybe not quite talented receivers. He doesn't have the same group. You can't lay it that uh, to try to win a football game. Now, there's there's more obviously that goes into those last few plays, but yeah, I, to me, you got to call it differently. You got to you have got to let Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon be the muscle for the team, and uh, and I, I would hate it if this season got away from them because they didn't in key situations. You know, it's interesting. You bring up uh, stats. Lance Zerline, uh, who's a draft analyst uh, for NFL.com, had a couple of tweets today saying uh, that he doesn't believe, and he says it's very clear that many NFL coaches do not have a very good feel for the application uh, of the analytics that they're being given. Had a great conversation with one of the top analytics directors and data scientists in all of football on Friday. He strongly believes that many fans and coaches have no idea about real, quote, core data and how to use it situationally. Is not a fan of consequence-free decision-making at all. So based on that, it feels like these guys are are getting stuff, but they don't know how to use it and apply it the correct ways, which is even more dangerous. No, that's 100% right, Sparky. And here's the other thing. Uh, I think what that means is, because you have to ask yourself why when a situation like that goes on. And I think the why is a pressure that comes from up above. I mean, we're going to skip sports again here, but you've heard Joe Madden's rant about getting a call down from his general manager to pull Mike Trout out of the game. Uh, and, and, you know, Joe Madden's old school guy. He's like, why is the GM calling me and having me do this? And it was, it was a, you know, a minor injury or whatever. Trout said he was fine. But the point of it is uh, there's, if, it, if you start in a boardroom and you say, or in a, in a management room or whatever, and you say, we are going to do this. We are going to make this the, the centerpiece of what we do. 
and you don't have input from anybody below and you don't have, uh, you know, a, a sort of think tank philosophy of how to develop it, then what, what you're trying to do is not necessarily to win. It's to, uh, you know, follow that particular order. And I'm with you. It's dangerous because I, I think it knocks down some of the things that, that many years of tried and true play have brought to the game. And, uh, and it's unfortunate because I think Matt LaFleur is a very good football mind. I just think that it just didn't work for him this time. And if he's, you know, following these, these, uh, ideas and, and these analytics that uh, that he may not understand 100% or might not you know be able to apply 100%, it's bad for the team. You know, the other thing uh, about this uh, is Aaron Rodgers' ability to option out of place. And, and now there's a video circulating on Twitter with people trying to rip lead a sideline conversation between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur uh, on that third and two play at the end. And it looks like LaFleur is asking Rodgers whether or not he wants to pass uh, in that situation. Um, and then pretty much says, alrighty, then, then we're going to pass. How much of this really uh, is on 12 wanting to be that guy? Remember last week he said he wanted to put on a show for those Packer fans in London. And that explains a lot of the deep balls that weren't even close to being completed. For a majority of that second half, there was one possession. They threw three straight times and never even ran the ball once and ended up having to punt Kevin. Yeah, it is. Rodgers is hitting a phase in his career and and you are talking about one of the absolute best ever to play the game. Where sure. you rank him yeah. on how you yeah, how you look at that, right? Like you can't you can't say that he's not one of the best ever to play the game. First ballot but, Hall of but, Famer, right? First ballot. Oh, uh, no question. Zero question. Uh but but the issue that he's in now is he's at a phase in his career where his very sharply developed mind can tell him things that his you know, aged in football years, body can't quite execute sometimes. And it's, and, and yes, you can make adjustments, you know, in the off season and mental adjustments, you can take parts out of your game, but I'm telling you somebody with that, the thing we know about Aaron Rodgers is that there's is a genius. There's a genius mind at work there, a, a like PhD nuclear science level mind in that head, which is part of what has helped him through the years. But I think at this point, he, you know, the, now that the body aged, that will to, to succeed and to use your mind to do it isn't 100% there. The mind is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with his mind, but I think mind and will combine to give you an order that the body doesn't execute. And, and that's, I, I think we're seeing it more and more. And it, it actually goes back a couple of years, I think. The idea of transitioning to the run, run game was to try to not make Aaron Rodgers will everything to happen. And I think that's got to continue now. Let's talk about the offensive line, shall we? Because since coming off of injury, Elton Jenkins has been placed at right tackle. I don't think it's been a great experiment. Pro football focus grades, who gives up pressures, who doesn't. Royce Newman gave up a bunch of pressures uh, at right guard again uh, this week. Bakhtiari, I think, gave up one at left tackle. He only played like 25 snaps. Do you think Matt LaFleur has to start considering the fact of maybe moving Jenkins to right guard? Because you're not touching running at left guard. He hasn't a lot of pressure, I don't think, all year. Uh, and then maybe letting Yash try to go play right tackle at some point here? Yeah, I think that Yash is, the, is the, the, the base for me because I feel like he's been good enough that, that the time should be there. And the idea, I think, begins with that whole thought of rotating Bakhtiari for series that they were doing, you know, starting with the Tampa game. And they'd, they'd have him in for a series and out for a series. And, you know, everybody wants to read something into, into body language and the fact that Bakhtiari is sitting on the bench in between series. With the injuries he's been through, he can sit all he wants. I'll go get him a chair between those series. Uh, but, I, but, yeah, I think... If, if it gives you a chance to put the best guys out there, 
you know, for the most number of plays, and I know that sounds simplistic, but if that, if it means that the Jenkins moves over and it means that Gus gets more time uh, on that other side, on the right side, I'm, I'm a hundred percent okay with it. And I would much rather see that happen now uh, with them needing to make adjustments. And we're still about a third of the way into the season. I would much rather see that now than like November, early December, because you, you don't want this thing cemented by the time you're making changes. On the defensive side of the ball, everybody wants Joe Barry out after that last game. Uh, and this is the thing for me, right? So, People are, are putting up the all-22 videos saying, well, the DBs are playing, you know, five, six yards off the line of scrimmage. Uh, guys are running free on, on slants. You're seeing miscommunication, I think, for sure, amongst the linebacker and, and guys in the secondary of where they're supposed to be as far as how deep their drop should be when uh, you're giving up those slant plays and, and playing man. Uh, and then you got the linebackers kind of playing zone in the middle of the field. Uh, a lot of stuff going on there. How much of this do you think really is on Joe Barry at this point? Because fact of the matter is everybody expected a top five top 10 defense uh, this year and uh, so far it's definitely not that they've they've disappointed that defense has for sure and and I think the coach takes at least a little bit of responsibility in some form because your job as a coach is is to manage the players and the people and uh, if you're not sometimes if you're not getting the athletic performance out of the players sometimes you have to figure out what's going on with the people and, and that's I'm being a little cryptic here because I'm going back to Rasul Douglas's recent couple of availabilities with the media, both before and after the London game. Uh, it seems like a bit of a different guy. You know, Rasul Douglas was a great story last year and a guy who was really happy to be in Green Bay. Something's up there right now. And the fact that, uh, that, that Rogers sort of laid a little dig at Jair Alexander talking about thoughts and manifestation and all of this stuff, it's, it's weird. There's, there is a, there is a not same page component to this. I, I think the talent is there still for the top five, top 10 defense. And sometimes, you know, in a, in a situation, it's like a family. Sometimes in a situation, maybe a good food fight fixes it, you know, I mean, yeah. or whatever, it's something like that. That might be all it is, but I, I, I'm not ready to like lay the hammer on Joe Barry, but, but I think he's got to figure out whether it's players or people, and whatever that situation is, he's got to fix it. Well, I want to transition real quick. I know you got like a couple minutes left. Uh, your thoughts on uh, what happened at Wisconsin, uh, and specifically with the Jim Leonard uh, interim label? They they smashed Northwestern, who are horrible. I figured that would happen. Plus, you get the new coach bump. Uh, I, I'm not a proponent of hiring Jim Leonard. I'll be honest, uh, full time, uh, long term, only because it's one team. Uh, that he played for. It's one team that he's coached with. He knows that way, uh, that way of recruiting, that way of everything they do go about things. And while I understand Badger fans don't want to be Nebraska, where you go outside the family and then the whole thing is a sinking ship and you can't figure out how to get yourself afloat again to start going back to bowl games regularly and so forth. So that unknown scares people. But there are a lot of really quality candidates out there. There are former head coaches like Peterson, who was at Boise State in Washington, Leopold at Kansas, obviously. Matt Rule gets fired uh, from Carolina. He had really no quarterbacks to speak of, and he was a damn good college coach, as much as he didn't, you know, wasn't that good in Carolina. Uh, and there's more names out there than just those names. Uh, that can be sought after by Chris McIntosh and Wisconsin versus just saying, we're just going to stay in family and give it to Jim Leonard. What are your thoughts? I think that I was more surprised than most that this happened to Paul Christ in the middle of the season. Not because of anything involving Paul Christ. I think that the, there was some diminishing returns there. But in the college ranks, and you're talking about a major college program, usually a mid-season firing of a coach, a fairly early season firing of a coach, it points to 
organizational issues. It points to a crisis in how the football team is approached. And if there's any program in the country that approaches their football the same year to year to year with the running backs, with the offensive linemen, the work that Leonard has done with the defense, Wisconsin is the most predictable of maybe any program in the country that way. So you do this to Paul Chris a few weeks into a season, and you're sending a message, I think a little bit to the players too, that there's a little bit of a crisis of thought in how you approach the way this program works. So if that's the case, if that really is the case, and they're about to change the, the philosophy completely up, then Jim Leonard can't be the guy. Because, because he is the in-house guy. He's the guy who's been trained on the system that you're saying you have to change. My, my gut feeling is that they really don't want to change that philosophy, that they've had that success for decades with running backs and offensive linemen. They want to keep doing that. That's going to influence, I think, who the next coach will be. I wouldn't mind seeing someone bring a, a fresh mindset in, but what you have to do for a coach like that is you've got, you've got to support him. You, you're going to have to put it on your sleeve that you're changing the organizational philosophy. If you do that, you can begin to recruit that way, and you're going to have a couple of down years while your new type of guys comes in to make, to, you know, make the program successful. So, I, I mean, I, I think Jim Leonard's a heck of a coach, but I think in terms of organizational direction, if they're changing, it ain't him. He's not the guy. I got one last one for you, and then, I'll, uh, then we'll be done. Do you and this is this is yep. this is tough because it's a college kid, right? It's not a pro player making a bunch of money, so it's a tough a, a tough statement to make. Did Graham Mertz get Paul Chris fired? <laughs> I mean, I mean, by being way worse than advertised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's really what it boils down to. Here's here's uh, the, the twist of that question. Somebody asked me this the other day. If Paul Chris goes to pick a school next year, would Graham Mertz transfer to said school? And I think the answer to that is absolutely no. Um, I, I think, you know, that when you've been through that experience once, I don't know if you're going to go through that thing again. I don't know if he would want to follow Chris to, to wherever the new school was. But I think that's an interesting thought because, I mean, obviously these days quarterbacks transfer at the drop of a hat. So, it could very easily be the end for Graham Mertz. I mean, it could be Miles Burkett time. It could be Miles Burkett time this year if right. it gets bad enough. Correct. Um, I mean, and why not? Right? You, imagine. If you, if, imagine this. Imagine Paul Chris in Nebraska, and then you've oh, got wow. Bielema at Illinois. <laughs> hey. I'm telling you, that side gets uh, gets a lot more interesting if that ends up happening because Bielema looks like he's got Illinois uh, starting to get turned around there little by little. Kevin Holden, Sports Director, CBS 58. He's our guy, 321Q Kevin on Twitter. Kevin, thanks so much, man, for joining me. I appreciate it. Sparky, it's always a blast. Anytime, man. You bet you. Take care. There he is, Kevin Holden, CBS 58. Joining us from Milwaukee Sports Time Out, 55 past each hour, each and every day. Download the interviews at 1250 AM, The Fan, or on your Odyssey app. You can listen there for free, too. Have a good one. Toodles! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 